to wonder what happens to us that we go from from that stage where we're little and fearless and just want to perform and want to just be a part and, and do and then we we grow up and we don't want to do nothing all right boys and girls you know uh, we ended up yes last week and uh i said we was going to start something change plans uh had something totally different in mind for today uh continuation of uh what we talked about last week and uh, we were talking about we we're gonna we we're gonna talk about the things that block us hearing from God and we we're gonna talk about what things block our prayer life and we are going to get to that just not today and probably not next week so we're gonna get to it and uh, it's funny you know we were talking about hearing from God and um, as I go through my week, you know, I reflect on the past message as I'm looking towards a future message. And, you know, uh, a God, he, he spoke to me. And uh, we, uh, we have different ways that God speaks to us. And last week I was struggling to come up with a, a term for how we hear God from the inside. I was really struggling with that. Well, God helped me out with that so we can finish that up you know whenever you're 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 teaching god's word you're you you hope that maybe when you get done that the the sky will light up and you'll get a a good job but for me mostly it's constructive criticism but i have to say that i'm totally in agreement with what god had to say about it today so we missed a few points so we're going to go back and we're going to pick them up a little bit so i'm thankful that we have this opportunity to be able to continue to grow in god's word and that's me included. Let's start off with some prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for this opportunity to be able to be here today, Father, to get into your word and to see what you have for us. Father, we ask you that you, that you just light it up, that you reveal it all to us, Father, and open our hearts and minds to receive it. I ask you to take myself out of the way, Father, and just let your message shine through. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So um, the title of today's message is called Just a Thought. So like I said, you know, uh, God doesn't give out participation trophies. He doesn't just reward us for mediocre work. He's constantly pushing us to do better, to be better, to be the best version of ourselves that we can be, to reach our full potential and to have the lives that he has for us. So... There was a couple of things we talked about. We talked about the different ways that God speaks to us. And I also talked about the internal debate that we have inside our minds. That when um, a situation arises, the conversations that's going on inside our head between our mind, ourself, our presence, our flesh, and then the Holy Spirit, which resides in us, and also our spirit, and there's one other presence, a party crasher, a person that I left out, and that is Satan, because he can slide right in there too and join the conversation. 
He's that loud voice in the back that's got his opinion that he wants to put in. He uh, crawls right up in there and he has whispers of different things that he wants us to hear. And remember last week we talked about how when we sing, it takes away our dialect, it takes away our accent. We all sound the same when we sing. Well, to a point. Some of us do it a lot better than others. But we also talked about whispers and how that also takes away our dialect, our accent, and all whispers sound the same. So we have to be careful when we're listening to whispers. Is it the whispers of our self? Is it the whispers of God? Or of this third person, this third entity, Satan? We have to be really careful about where the whispers are coming from. So, back to that thing of how God speaks to us. The thing I was lacking last week was God speaks to us in a thought. It's simply something that pops into your mind. And, you know, we've all had these, uh, these moments like this brilliant idea that just comes out of nowhere. That you wasn't on your radar. It wasn't nothing you were thinking about. Just all of a sudden, pop, there it is. And even when you tell somebody about it, they might say, well, how did you ever come up with that? That is God speaking to you, speaking to you through a thought. And for many of us, this is the most common way that God speaks to us. Sometimes it comes in prayer. Sometimes it just comes out of the blue. You might be standing in the shower. You might be with your head in the dryer pulling out clothes. You might be walking down the street. You might be driving in your car. And God speaks. Now on the other side, have you ever had a thought pop into your head and it's bad? It's so heinous, you wonder, where did that come from? Perhaps you think about doing something bad to someone else. You think about wanting to see something bad to happen to somebody. You think about doing something bad to yourself. Just a heinous thought. Or it could be as simple as, God's not real. What if God's not real? Have you ever had those thoughts just pop into your mind? And you know, you know, you're a devout Christian. You are a believer. You have faith. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is real. You've seen him work in your life. You have no reason to doubt. And yet, here comes these thoughts from out of nowhere, questioning everything that you know to be real and true. That is that party crasher known as Satan. Because thoughts can be so dangerous. We've talked about feelings before in the past and how we can get worked up with our emotions and our feelings. 
But before we have an emotion, before we have a feeling, we have a thought. Everything begins with a thought. So, let's look at Numbers 13 and 1. Thirteen and one, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, "Send thy men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall send a man, every one a ruler among them." So God sent these, told Moses to send these men out to to spy on the area. And there's a lot of text in between that we're not going to go into today. So we're going to jump down and see what happened when these people got back. And this takes place in Numbers 13, starting in verse 25, if you want to turn there. 13 and 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Haran and to the Kenites and went back unto them and to the congregation and shewed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong and dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and are very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And forgive me for pronouncing all these horribly long names. The Ananites dwell in the land of south, and the Hittites and the Jezebelites and the Moronites dwell in the mountains, and the Karanites dwell by the sea by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let's go up there once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. Why? Because God said so. That's part of me. But the men that said, went up and said, We are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land which we thought have gone to search it, the land has eaten up the inhabitants therefore, and all the people that we saw are men of great statue. And when we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come from the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Now really let that last verse stick with you there for a minute. All right, so... They send these spies out into the land. The land that God said is theirs. It is theirs for the taking. It is theirs to possess. God said it. Has to be true. Now, the first rule of being a good spy is, is to not get caught. You don't want no one to know you're a spy. You want to observe, observe and report. You are to see but not be seen. So we're believing these are good spies. These were hand-chosen men to go out there and to see what was going on. So we believe they're good spies. 
So we believe they didn't have any interaction with these people in this land. But it says in 13 and 33, Therefore we saw the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sights. Now that's what get me right there. They are telling the people what the giants were thinking. But they didn't interact with them. They didn't talk to them. They didn't battle them. They didn't have anything to do with them other than the fact they watched them from afar, hiding in the bushes. They had no way of knowing what they thought about these people because they didn't even know these people were there. They didn't know they were coming. They knew nothing about them. They developed a thought. The last thing they said was that they, being the giants, saw them as grasshoppers. A grasshopper is small, tiny, insignificant, no threat. God told them it was their land that they were to inhabit it. And to this point, God had defeated every enemy that came against them. They, he provided for their every need. They had nothing to fear. God had already told them it was a done deal. When God says it, it's not going to happen. It has already happened. The plans have already been made. It is already done. There is nothing else to do. God takes care of the things before there's a need to take care of them. But what happens is we have a thought. And that thought can derail everything. Thoughts can lead to fear. And I wish I could take credit for coming up with this for myself because it was so good. But I read it the other day and I'm going to use it because it's a definition of fear. They broke it down letter by letter and it is so good. Fear. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. And that's all fear really is. It's just a series of thoughts put together to make us believe that something is real that's not. For example, let's say that you're, you're home alone. It's a dark and stormy night. It's raining, the winds are blowing, and you hear a little... Something's out there making noise. It's tapping. It's rustling around. You might hear a crash. And then what happens? You get a thought. 
What if it is someone or something that's trying to get in to cause me harm? That's our thought. And if we don't take control of this thought, it becomes emotion. It becomes a feeling. It becomes fear. Because now we're thinking about all the horrible things that this thing can do to us. And it's a chain of events. It becomes a weapon that can be used against us. So, we go and hide. We pick up a weapon. We get something to protect ourselves. We may call somebody to come and check on us. We do all these things. And yet, that noise was nothing more than a stray cat rummaging around on your porch. Nothing to fear at all. False evidence appearing real. They saw the giants. And a thought came to mind that they were, they were too big, that they were, had too much of a stronghold. They said the walls were tall and that they looked at their cells and their thought was that they wasn't big enough. They weren't skilled enough. They weren't able to defeat the situation, that it was impossible for them to succeed. Fear had set in, and fear had placed all these things as evidence. That's what it does. It gives us things to look at, to think about, to see things that are not real. And it compiles we call it in today's world circumstantial well circumstantial is not enough for conviction we have to be beyond a reasonable doubt and when it comes to anything else besides what God is telling us everything is reasonable doubt God is the truth For everything that they thought that was a way that they were defeated, you could have came up with more thoughts that proved just the opposite. That God is on our side. That God will provide a way for us to clear this land. That God will conquer these enemies. And I know that God had a plan. And all they had to do was stand up and march in there. And these enemies would have been defeated. And it's a shame that they didn't. Because it would have been a miraculous story. And I would have loved to found out how God was going to make this happen.
So many times, God does things in such a way that's so different than how we possibly could think of that it's just so amazing to just watch it take place. To watch His greatness. But they did nothing. They in fear, they walked away. They turned their backs on everything that God had given them. Everything they had worked for up to this point, they turned around and walked away because of what? Because of a thought. How many times does God whisper to us? Do we hear him from the inside? And we don't pay attention to it. We question it because another thought comes on that the devil gives us that says, is that really God? He's got the same bag of tricks he's been using from the beginning. God tells us something and he comes around and says, just like he did to Eve in the garden and says, did God really say that? He's telling us that. Is it really God? We have struggled with faith because as humans, it's been our thing to believe in what we can see, what we can feel, what we can touch. And a lot of times we put our trust into people. There are certain people that we encounter, we put a lot of trust in. We put faith in the people. And I'm not saying that's always a bad thing, but there is no absolute faith in any person. Because no person can do what God can do. Because God is the absolute authority. God is the absolute truth. And no matter what logic might say, no matter what man might say, God does not have them limitations. He is the final word, the final say. We trust doctors. They go to school for a long, long time to be doctors. They wear nice shirt and tie. They wear them white coats. We respect doctors. They have status among the community. When someone says they're a doctor, we think that much more highly of them. They're well respected. But yet, when they deliver that medical report and it looks glim, Our final thought should not be defeat because it doesn't end there because God has the final say. God can do anything and by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. We can look all through the word of God and there is so many real life recorded events of healing, miraculous healing healing. In today's modern world, many people think that it doesn't happen anymore. That them days are done. We're just not looking in the right place because it still does happen. And the problem is, it doesn't get 
the publicity that it should. Because people are driven to hear the negative. They want to hear the bad stories. They want to hear about the evil of the world. And that's what Satan wants to hear too. That's what wants to get promoted. We don't hear about the good things. And when we do, we've been so beat down and so taken advantage of for so long, we think, where's the catch? What's the scam? Where's the gimmick? We don't see it enough for it to be the norm. And we don't have enough faith to believe that God is still and will do these things in our lives that we dismiss it as being something less than what it is. We think it might be a a fraud. And the biggest part of all of it is our lack of faith. These miracles are not going to manifest. Things cannot change. We cannot accept the power of God if we do not have the faith. If we do not believe that He can do it. If we don't believe He can heal us, if we don't believe that behind a shadow of a doubt, it's not going to happen. We have to have the faith. We have to believe in Him for the power to manifest. God is still healing. God is still doing Miraculous things. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the life of my family and friends. I have seen it in others. God is still here with us. God is still doing things. We're uh, fastly approaching the end of October. Halloween. So we have a lot of rituals that come with this. You might watch scary movies. You know, they play them through the whole month. And it's not good for people to watch scary movies, especially little children. Because, matter of fact, they have these parental advisories on there that it's not suited for children under a certain age. And the reason that is is because it can evoke thoughts. It can induce Fear. And as a result, it can cause nightmares. It can cause traumatic patterns of thinking. And the funny part is, even as adults, we know that these images are not real. That it was done in a studio, on a set, with props and artificial things by actors and actresses. That it's all fake. And yet, it can still penetrate our psyche. It can still get inside us and induce thoughts. So, it gets into our head. We get into the darkness. And we begin to think about things that could be there that are not. How many times have you ever been in a perfectly fine mood? Maybe even a good mood. Feeling good. Then all of a sudden, a thought pops into your head. Maybe somebody did you wrong. Something happened. And you begin to dwell on that thought. And then your entire outlook from that day is changed. 
It's like you flipped a switch. You went from happy to angry all because of a thought. It's happened to me. The shower used to be a bad place for that to happen because you're all alone. It's quiet. And then all of a sudden, a thought pops in. And you can step in there in one mode and step back out another. Because the thought happens and then we start running scenarios of what someone might do or how something might turn out. And we never think about the good ways. And we think about how we have to react, how we have to get even, what we have to do. And it just demolishes our whole emotion. It makes us angry. It makes us fearful. It makes us sad. Even with the the people we love, we think about if they don't do this or do do this. So you might be driving home and the whole time you're thinking about, well, heck, if that thing is not done, that thing I said over and over again needs to happen, then I'm just going to be so mad. I'm just going to tell them exactly how it is. And many times, everything is just the way it should be. But yet, we've worked ourselves up so much. We've made ourselves angry and worked up and miserable for something that never happened, was never going to happen, all because of a thought. Romans 12 and 2. And not be conformed to this world, but ye yet transformed by the renewing of your mind, that it may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have this world, and it is so in our face. We are bombarded with the world everywhere we turn. It's in our pockets, it's on the TV, it's on the radio, it's out just walking around. There's world, 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 and it's putting things into us. It's filling us with thoughts. So that is why we need to renew our minds daily. That's why we need to stock up on the promises of God. That's why we need to know what His Word says so we can defeat these things. So we will be able to deviate between what is God, what is Satan, and what is ourselves. We need to have a strong foundation in the truth. Because we are being talked to by God, by Satan, and by ourselves. And there is only one of the three that is giving us a path. It's giving us the information, the direction, and the encouragement we need, and that is God. And if we think about our thoughts... Many times we look at ourselves and we think about how righteous we are, how, what a life we've lived and how good we've been, how good we are. To the point that sometimes it might seem like that we got it all figured out. But do you have your mind conquered? We all have these thoughts that pop in. There is not one of us that are immune to the whispers of Satan. There is not one of us that is immune 
to the condition known as living in the flesh. We are all sinners. We all fight an internal battle each and every day. We are all in the middle of this conflict. We are all in the middle of this debate of things that happen both externally in the world and inside our own minds. We are all sinners. Do you want to hear from God? Do you want to hear Him loud and clear and know what He is telling you? Are you ready to stop listening to all the negative, bad stuff that Satan is trying to put in your ear? Are you ready to stop blaming and start clinging to the promises? Are you ready to start thinking differently? Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to hear your word today. Father, my prayer is today is that we can start thinking differently, that we can renew our minds, Father, and start pushing out all the stuff that we've been bombarded with year after year after year, Father, and start hearing you loud and clear. Start hearing you in a way that we've never heard you before, Father, and start being able to use this in our lives. I ask, Father, if anyone that has a need, that has to make these first steps, the first steps by accepting your Son, Jesus, as their personal Savior, to know they have a need, Father, to realize that they are a sinner and need a Savior, and that that Savior has came and is here and is standing open arms, ready to forgive you. I ask if anyone that has a need for, to find a church home, and there's also many other needs, Father, that these needs will be met today. We thank you for this and ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Page 